Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Cybersat Chats. Hopefully you're having a good day because I am not <laughs> having a good day. I feel like I'm not, I don't always have good days. It's rare for me to say that even though sometimes I feel like I am. I am having a good day. It just feels more humble to say that you're not having a good day. But then it makes you look like an asshole because it feels like you're privileged and you're saying that you're not having a good day even though you have all the means to have a good day. Does that make sense? Anyway, um, I came on here. I don't know why I have to always explain why I come on here when in fact this should be a reoccurring show that needs to happen like on a weekly basis. But you know, um, today we're gonna be talking about literally how it gets worse from here. It might be a personal experience of mine, but do let me know if it's what you feel inside. I'm gonna tell you a bunch of stories how I came to the conclusion that it literally gets worse from here. But yeah, um, a little bit of update for me so far is that I have a couple of lumps in my neck which is hurting, hurting me like a motherfucker. Um, it's been here for about three weeks now. I came to the doctor the other week and it's, they said it wasn't cancerous, but it feels like it is, even though it's not. But it feels like it is. It's fucking hurting me, causing me pain every like 4 a.m. or something. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but I feel like you're my friend, so why not tell you all about the lumps in my neck? But yeah, the way that I came to the conclusion that it literally gets worse from here on out are actually two situations, um, two scenarios that happened very recently. One is very recently, the other one is months uh, before. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the one recently where my friend told me she just came from the art market um, in BGC. They have this little stall. I forgot where it's placed, but it's a little bit near to where I've worked before. I worked in Shangri-La, BGC. I worked in one of the showrooms there for high-end furniture. And uh, there was uh, this reoccurring art market where independent artists could sell their goods. They had like stickers, cute little artworks you can buy for... Um, it was ranging from 15 pesos to 300 pesos there was a lot of variety and it was so fun to hoard things because they were so cheap that you could buy literally 50 pieces of like 10 peso things that were so cute and i also loved pop culture loved i'm not dead anyway i still love pop culture so i love a lot of marvel star wars um type of uh merch and art and I also like Vine references, and there were a lot of um, stickers that were Vine references. R.I.P. Vine, but I fucking love you, bro. Um, so that was basically how it started, and we talked about how it was so fun before, how life was so easy before. We And we were just like, every other day, she would come to my workplace after I got out of work, which would be around like six or seven. Um, and we would go and hang out and get some coffee around BGC. And then afterwards, we'd just talk about shit, basically, and, and then go home. But it was, like, so fucking fun that it didn't even feel like a bother to ride the bus or, like, get home very late. Because now I don't have a problem with going home late. Let's 
put that out there. It's just that sometimes when I think about BGC nowadays, I think about how fucking hard it is to get to and from there um, with how my life is going on right now. But before, it was such an easy peasy thing for me that if I probably worked there right now, I would regain that memory and think of how easy it was to go there. Um, so basically, I'd go like ride the MRT and then afterwards I'd ride the BGC bus and then I'd walk my shit to, to the office, to the office, to the showroom. And then vice versa, I would walk to the bus stop to ride the bus to go to the MRT or if there's no more MRT, I'll just ride the bus to where I lived. And it was just a quick trip basically it didn't feel like a bother to me because i had my earphones and i'd listen to this playlist that i had set um and it was just a routine that felt really nice but at the same time when you look back at it it's because you're very nostalgic about that time uh that point in time that you think it was such a very easy and fun time when in reality in that moment Placing yourself back in that moment during that time, it was really a hard time for me. I kept, I keep saying time. I feel like I'm like drinking game. Take a shot every time I say time. <laughs> anyway, um, if you, if I place myself literally in that time, in that, in that, in that scenario, in that situation in my life, it was one of the worst, um, parts of my life or so I thought it was up to the point where it's 2022 and I'm looking back at 2019 and now I realize that I wasn't so bad at all and it's actually one of the easiest points in my life so so my friend and I were talking about how what the fuck we thought it was like the most depressing time of our lives um and now we get to 2022 and it's fucking depressing so it only means that this point in time this 2022 whatever like place and time you're listening to this podcast or like realizing this fact. I'm not sure if it's a fact for everyone, but you get the point. Um, you think about how hard it is right now and how tough you're having it right now. You're going to look back at this exact like moment and think this is, this was such a fun time and this was such an easy time compared to how you actually view it right now. I had to, holy shit, I'm still wearing my face mask. I had to go down because I had a shoppy delivery waiting for me downstairs. Now you're going to hear me open it up on cam on camera on mic because I can't seem to not open it even though I could do this later. I just really want to open it right now. I bought my cat some wet food off shoppy, so that's cute. I'm trying out this new brand. I'm not going to tell you the brand because... I don't know. I don't know why. But anyway, back to what I was saying right now. I wanted to I want to sort of like end it off with uh, something that goes like I just I just want to say that it means it gets better from here. Like that's that like that's the bottom line, but it's not the bottom line. But there's a little bit of positivity to it. Like I could tell you that by saying that it gets worse from here that this bad experience or like this bad moment in your life that you're experiencing right now however heavy you might think it actually is might actually be a good part or like good moment in your life that you could look back on and think i miss this 
I miss that, you know? Because right now it feels like it's a shitty moment, but give it five years or like three years from now, it'll feel like one of the easiest parts of your life. That's basically what I wanted to say. Because back in 2019, back when I... Actually, my 2019 was a little shitty. It's not a year I would, I would voluntarily go back to unless I have to get uh, one of the Infinity Stones from it. I, I'd probably go back. But it's not some... Uh, it's not a year that I'd go back voluntarily for. Uh, but yeah, it's something. Oh, it's cute. The packaging is fucking cute. Holy shit. Hopefully this tastes good. I don't know. First time trying this out. Hopefully my cat likes it. Anyway, whenever I look back at that time in my life where I worked in BGC and was like living my best life probably. Um and analyzing it in specifics in that time where why I actually thought it was shitty at that time was because I was working in a showroom that sold really expensive furniture pieces. Uh, they were made of mahogany and like I had the script for customers that would come inside and like browse through the catalog. And I used to not like, um, staffs that immediately talk to you whenever you'd go into a store so I thought about like not doing that but it got to a point where it was so desperate to get customers in for the foot traffic because there weren't anyone there wasn't anyone going in and I realized that I can force people to go in because I have to think about a customer the way I would think about myself and how I'd handle myself if I was a customer. And I knew for a fact that I didn't want customers talking to me. So I mean, staffs talking to me. So I didn't bother them at all. But that showroom had such expensive furniture pieces that were worth like 50,000 to 150K or more. Um, it was made of like gold leaves and mahogany and like handmade wooden sculpture beds and classical furniture um so it was very expensive so i understood the assignment i understood that i actually don't understand the assignment but i understood that there weren't going to be a lot of customers that would go in because one not a lot of people actually know that in shangri-la bgc there's actually a retail section downstairs or I don't know if anyone knew, but it didn't feel like anyone knew. Um, or if anyone knew that there was like a retail space for it, they wouldn't even bother going up the second floor because they wouldn't know that there was a second floor or that the second floor was still part of the retail section. They probably think it was already part of the lobby of the hotel. So yeah, and then when they got to the store, it would be too expensive to actually gouge anyone to buy um, furniture pieces. So. I was fresh off graduating from college and fresh off resigning from previous jobs that I had, which was ultra mega like busy. I it was like a job that needed me on site designing and also doing technical drawings. And it was a lot. I was doing a lot um, while juggling to finish my school to get to graduation. So I had to resign when I was graduating. And so I thought about getting a chill job, which was the showroom. And when I got to the showroom, it was actually one of the depressing, the most depressing 
jobs I've ever had because it wasn't that depressing. Like it wasn't like sulking point, but it was like a career questioning point where I was like, how long am I going to have to stay in this seat and like look after all these expensive furniture and not even get a sale? And I wasn't even exercising my freedom to design. And the owner of the this the furniture company was actually really nice. Everyone was so nice. I can't even like say any bad things about them because they were they were just so nice to me. And it wasn't a toxic work environment at all. It wasn't. But probably it wasn't a toxic environment because there were only two of us working in the the showroom. There there would sometimes be three of us alternating shifts but the other one was a designer and she'd get more projects because she was already licensed and she was older than me and so it was like a side job for her even it was like she was hanging out in the showroom and actually doing her shit there and the boss also told me that I could bring my laptop in so I could watch movies or something because she 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 knows how empty the store would be and I'd get so bored that I that she recommended to bring my laptop in to just use it for personal use while I'm in there while I'm in there um and that's and sometimes I'd invite my friends over to just hang out um but also like treat it like a museum you know you can't sit and just be where uh, you have to be wary about the furniture pieces because it's fucking expensive but yeah I would invite my friends over sometimes uh ask them to like pick me up from from work I was gonna say school but I got to like this point where I thought about how my career was going and I it was just so sad because my social life was dwindling and I was starting to date this guy I had a guy back then I was like enthusiastically dating we were both working in BGC and I thought it was like a cute little arrangement but we didn't even see each other that often because my or or did we I don't even remember that often but how often we hung out but I did feel like I had a social life because when you work in a retail setting, you only get to have one day off or that was at least a policy before. I only had one day off and it would be on the weekdays. And so the friends that I had back then had their day off set the weekends and I wouldn't be able to see them unless I pushed mine to be set on a weekend also. And... I would only get one day off and I want to spend my one day off to fucking sleep and rest even though I was technically resting for the whole week just watching over some furniture pieces and having that much time on your hands not being busy just made my mind wander off to the worst places it can go to and I think that was like a pit of depression for me and so back then I really thought that it was one of the worst times in my life mentally because I had so much time to think about and philosophize about my lifestyle and wonder about my career and where I was actually going with this and I was also scared about how like I might forget all the things I've learned or like my experiences because I'm just sitting in a desk all day so with that being said I think there were a lot a lot more like uh hard things in my life back then that I can't really discuss uh in the podcast but whenever I look back at it though without analyzing it I always think about the happy moments where like my friend that went to the art fair 
the art market rather gotta buy stickers and stuff she would always bring me in that was the only like positive thing that i could look back from that time which made me like think that was such a fucking easy time which it literally is compared to now even though however like even though i know i just ranted for 10 minutes regarding like my qualms about work and having like what do you call this like restrictions or like concerns about my career and depression back then now i feel like that was a that was a hundred times easier than what i'm doing now although i wouldn't want to go back to that time just because of how easy it was it made me realize that right now i'm having the worst moment of my life it could be like three years from now might be another easy moment to look back on the past so that's what I've been thinking about lately. And the other scenario that I was talking to you guys about that happened months before was a friend, another friend of mine talked to me about 2018. And 2018 was the pinnacle and also slightly the end of my Marvel fan fandom. Um, I'm still a fan of Marvel, ultimate fan, but I wasn't as much of a fan as I was in 2018. I think that was a... Probably because there were still cinemas. And I mean, there's still cinemas now, right? But I haven't felt the need to go back to the cinema since the pandemic started. It just doesn't feel the same. But anyway, back in 2018, I used to write all this fan fiction. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you guys the URL because you're probably going to read it if you're a fucking creep. But um, back in 2018, I had this peak. Uh, ever since I started in Marvel, I was always obsessed. And the group of friends that I had... Uh, back in that time in my life were also obsessed with Marvel movies like my friend group that friend group and I were just so fucking obsessed with Marvel movies we'd go to watch each movie every time at the cinemas we weren't like absentees or anything we would go there religiously and we would even watch it multiple times that's just how obsessed we were and then it got to a point where 2018 I well I started off liking Loki when I was in high school. I think that was 2012. And then fast forward to 2018, I got obsessed with Bucky Barnes. Sebastian Stan plays Bucky Barnes. So I got obsessed with those two entities. I was also obsessed with Chris Evans, but not as much as I was obsessed with Sebastian Stan. It was an insane obsession. When he hears this podcast, which I doubt he will ever, I got embarrassed, but also not because he'd never meet me in real life. So, but but I got to a point where I was so obsessed with Sebastian Stan and the, mo- the whole Marvel universe that I started to write fan fiction. I wrote fan fiction in 2018 all because it started like this. I was obsessed with Marvel movies, obsessed with Loki and Sebastian Stan, and was so single to the point that I wanted to date one of them. And so I went on to read fan fiction. I read fan fiction. It was so cool. Cringy now, but back then it was so cool. I felt like having to go on a date with them in real life, especially if the fan fiction was written pretty well. But I went on Tumblr and a lot of fan fiction wasn't up to par. Well, I used to read a lot of books. So I think I have a very good criteria of what a good fan fiction is based on like from reading books and stuff. And loving creative writing when I was in high school. So I said to myself that I have to write my own fan fiction just to prove a point. Just to prove a point, number one, I could write a fan fiction. Number two, 
it would be better than the fan fictions that I've written. And number three, I wanted to write something that was a little bit believable. Well, okay. Fan fictions are fucking unbelievable. They're so fucking insane. There's no way a celebrity would date you unless, I don't know, unless you're Caucasian or something. But there's no fucking way these Marvel people would date a Filipino woman if anyone from our country gets dated by one of them. I'd give out my right boob. I'd give out my right boob. If that's, if that's the case, if that would ever happen, I give out my right boob and not the Phil Am type of shit, the real legit Filipino. That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, I wrote my first fan fiction, posted it on the internet. It, it got like 40 likes or something. I just wanted to post something that was a little bit believable in a way that most of the fan fictions that I've read before, which is like totally... Like, what the fuck? That's so insane. Sebastian Stan would not chase you. It has to be, like, double the effort. I mean, both ways have... Both parties had to exert the effort. So that's the point that I was trying to make. Like, I want to write a fan fiction where the girl is also exerting the same effort as the guy. So that was, like, one of the points that I wanted to, like, put into the fan fiction that I was writing. So I, I posted my first fan fiction. It didn't get a lot of reads. I think it only got, like, 70 likes or, like, 40 likes. Um, but I was determined. I didn't care that I got a small number of likes or interactions because, to me, that was a lot. To me, the fact that anyone would actually read it and even tap to interact with it was like a big thing so I just kept doing it I was suddenly like thrusted into this lifestyle where and I would think about scenarios 24 fucking 7 even though I was doing my thesis I was doing my thesis that time I was going to school and I was going to work and I was writing fan fiction I was doing a lot of things at the same time but it was keeping me from my depression and it was forming like a really solid routine so I was writing all these fan fiction um, up to a point where I successfully wrote three series, but I haven't finished them. I think I finished one, but it was a little bit rushed just because I wanted to dip the fanfic industry and just ha at least have one series finished. But I also have like a really good selling um, one shot. I'm going to explain the lingo later on. The lingo on fanfiction, but yeah. Uh. This is editing mode. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to explain what a one-shot is, even though I blabbered on for like the remaining part of this podcast about fanfiction. Anyway, a one-shot is a fanfic wherein there aren't any chapters. It's a full-on short story. That doesn't really seem like it's short, but it's actually supposed to be a short story, but it's actually just a one shot because there's no more additional chapters to it. But most of the time, what fan fiction writers do is they write a one shot that's already full and comprehensive and has a good story put together, but has also enough room for it to be a series just in case it gets a lot of interactions and requests. Um, to it i've written a couple of one shots they are sometimes really short but at the same time i try to write one shots that are eight thousand words um in count just so it feels like really full on and that you would 
didn't feel like maybe beaten guy or something like that. But yeah, that's basically what a one shot is. Bye. I wrote a couple of fan fiction up to the point that it became a lifestyle and half a job for me, even though I didn't get paid for it. I wish I did because I feel like I would have earned serious money from it. Up to a point where I now have, uh, I had accumulated 3,000 followers. I think I was downplaying, this is editing mode by the way, I think I was downplaying the amount of followers that I had accumulated. It was a really wild ride, it was an instant thing, it was like a Lindsay Lohan moment. I was writing the first fan fiction, right, and I only got like 40 likes or whatever, and so I continued writing but different stories with different characters and different fucking uses for them, and then the, the next um fan fiction that i posted i slept right woke up bitch i felt as though that was my own fan fiction i gained a lot of that like fans or like readers in the in, in a matter of hours and <laughs> i felt like i became one of the big guns in tumblr it was so fucking weird you would not even know who the fuck i am that's just how fucking funny it is to me now <laughs> i accumulated 3,000 followers by being a pseudo writer on tumblr writing fan fiction for loki bucky barnes and chris evans related content i didn't write smut though i feel like that's a different level of expertise um and i was so cringy about fan uh smut fan fiction i read 50 shades of gray when i was younger like back in 2012 but rereading it now it feels like a fuck fest it was so stupid i don't know why anyone read it and it became a movie but back then i thought it was like the pinnacle of romance <laughs> but anyway it's it, it was insane because in real life you'd know me as this person who's like talkative and stuff and i would be doing my thesis i would go, be going to work and stuff and on the internet though in tumblr I would be this fate, one of the famous writers um, for fanfic to the point that people would even tag me and like look me up. Like, who wrote this fanfiction? This is the storyline. I forgot who she is. Like, people would be recommending my fanfiction left and right. And I was like, I need to get paid for this. But I didn't get to like monetize myself because I had very low self esteem to the point that I cannot monetize myself because I'm not doing the best that I could. But my process was every every time i'd go home from school or from work it would be around like 2 p.m or like 10 30 or something immediately i would do my thesis it would be like in bullet points all the revisions that i need to do i would do them religiously thesis like just write everything edit everything find rls find everything or revisions blah blah blah, blah. and then take a 30 minute break to make my coffee and write my fan fiction until it's fucking 4 a.m. to 5 a.m., post it, sleep, wake up at 11, and then bam, read all the fucking um, interactions that I've gotten. Because I live in the Philippines, so the time frame here, like, I feel like perfectly coincides with the mornings there for Tumblr people, and they would read my fan fiction as soon as I posted it because you know it's a perfect timing it's 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 perfect timing for them so um I get all the notifications 
as I woke up and it would be such a big validation for me that I didn't even talk to my friends that often unless it was about my fan fiction. Like I was, I was, I was so obsessed with writing fan fiction, not because of just Marvel anymore, but because I was ex exercising like a hobby, which was fan fiction writing. And it was like instant gratification because every time I'd post, I'd, I'd immediately know if a series or like if an episode an episode if a chapter went well did well or like uh whatever and i met so many people in my tumblr era um that i became friends with this is sort of thing though i i just wanted to share that there were so many to the point that i realized i had like readers from the demographic of 40 year olds they're like women of 40 and i was like damn i don't want to be reading fan fiction by the time i reach 40 but at the same time why wouldn't i fan fiction is so fucking fun to read but at the same time i feel like that lady was a single fucking i don't know props to her being a single person at 40 that might be a fun time to be alive and like be single but me having my issues and being afraid of being alone that might be a fucking scary thing for me and back then 2018 i thought it was one of the worst years of my life i was doing all these and i was feeling a little burnt out but i was still doing fan fiction i think i stopped around october or november um writing fan fiction um and then i stopped ultimately up to now i don't write fan fiction anymore i think it was just a quick little thing for me i did it for about six months and then i stopped um and people whenever i log on to tumblr people would still fucking read it and they would still chat me if i was gonna update it and they'd realize it's been four years since i've last posted anything so they'd be like oh fuck this is so sad you're not gonna post anymore huh and i'm like yeah but also i felt as though that was one of the worst times as well in my life and like looking at it now it was actually one of the funnest times in my life it was such a fun time that i would go home tired from school or from work and then i feel inspired and excited to finish my my thesis revisions because i got to write a new fanfic episode or like a fanfic chapter and it was like i know it's a nerdy thing to be obsessed with but i don't give a fuck if you don't read fan fiction fan fiction is a really cute form of art Unless it's very cringy, like the One Direction fanfic from Wattpad, where you woke up and your mom told you that you're running out of money, so she sold you to One Direction. That's not the type of fanfiction that I wrote. I actually wanted to, like, mix expert writing into, like, actually putting in a good story. But, of course, reading it now, <laughs> my fanfictions definitely sound like fanfics. But, yeah, going back to the original topic... I also thought that it was one of the worst times in my life and now it's I realized it wasn't so um, I actually stopped writing fanfic because I was so busy and I just got burned out with work and studies and I was already doing my exhibit class but I thought about going back I didn't go back anymore though because as I've said it literally gets worse from here so the way that my mental health is swindled into whatever it is now i want to write but the way that i was writing before was very bubbly and at the same time very inspired that for some reason writing it now with the mindset and the experiences that i have 
doesn't feel like I could continue writing those. If I were to write a fan fiction again, it would be a different and a whole nother, um, a whole nother story. I wouldn't be able to continue the stories that I've stopped writing because it was a different version of me. I was very bubbly and I was so inspired with writing. It was a sitcom type of thing. It would be really good. And I'd even check myself multiple times. Uh, It would be 4K word count or like 8K word count. I really put in that effort. So it was a different time in my life that I would like to go to, but I don't feel equipped enough to redo. But yeah, a little bit of background if you guys are curious about what fanfic lingos I could teach you. From what I remember, I don't know if people have changed some of the lingos or added to them, but number one, I wrote fluff. Fluff fan fiction. There's two types, I think, of fan fiction. One is fluff. Oh, there's three. There's fluff, there's smut, and there's angst. So I um, mostly wrote fluff and angst. I'm going to go through them individually. So fluff is very wholesome, very sweet. Um, I just liked writing them because it was like writing a modern version of Pride and Prejudice, aka fucking Bridgerton, but with the technology, of course. So I was uh, writing fluff a lot because I could not handle writing smut. Okay, I'm going to tell you what smut is before I get into it. Smut is basically erotica smut is smut literally means dirt so fucking sex is dirty right (laughs) just kidding but like you get the point it's nasty it's dirty it's fucking angst oh it's fucking um smut that's where you come in with your dominance your submissives whatever I i cannot for the life of me write that but sometimes i do read that it's fine for me to read it but it's not fine for me to write it because i would be cringy It feels like I'm sharing my kinks with the readers and I cannot do that for the life of me. And I also can't type the dialogue when it comes to sex. It's just so fucking awkward when people are talking in books about sex. Like, I can't do that. So I realized that I only can stay in my lane, which is fluff and and angst. Angst is drama, intense drama. I know it, it literally comes from the word angst it's like anger sadness disappointment it's like one of the toughest things to write in fan fiction but it comes out very well i think i wrote one angst a series for angst uh, it's with chris evans i was planning on, i why am i telling you the storyline you're not gonna read this but i i was planning on making it uh with a second lead guy which is Bucky Barnes, but I got so fucking tired to read it, to write it, because it would be like a lot to write. It would be commitment. And I already had a path for it. But I was very, very serious with my career, well, my fan fiction writing. I was very serious about it. I had like an account specifically for it for Tumblr. I also had an account specifically for it on Google Documents so that I would never lose a file. Um, everything would be there. I sometimes would write the ending first just so I could. Like, for example, you established an introduction, like a first chapter, right? And then some 
time in the months that I was writing it, I'd get a, an idea for the ending. So I'd write it immediately on a note or in a document and it would be for an ending. And what would happen is now that I've got my start and my end, the only thing I would write is the middle on how I'd be able to get there. Like even if I go back a little bit or like change the twist a little bit, as long as I have an ending, it would be fine because I know where it's going. Um, so that's what I do. That's what I use as a routine or like an inspo for writing. And I would always reply to my comments. And I also had this like interactive part in fan fiction writing where I would write as your favorite Avenger. <laughs> where I would write as your favorite Avenger. I would write as I would write a love letter for you. So you would write like your hair color. Oh my gosh, am I exposing myself? If you like search for it right now, are you gonna find it? Um, basta you. I have like this um, scrapbook thingy where you need to write your hair color, your eye color, your hobbies, your favorite place in the world, or like whatever destination you you like to go to calm yourself or whatever like favorite food or stuff just so I could get to know you a little bit and then I'd incorporate it and I'd incorporate it in a fanfic I was actually tempted to read you a fanfic right now but I'm fucking scared to expose myself so I'm not gonna do that but if you guys want me to read a fanfic from my collection I'd probably read one because i am bored and it's a long it's been a long time since i've actually written anything but i'm gonna check my master list for right now this is this is editing well again i'm gonna tell you what a master list is because the past me didn't even bother telling you what a master list is basically what a master list is Bas uh, it's it's literally in the name it's a master list so an author from tumblr has their own master list they have a link of all the fan fiction that they've written sometimes they put it in a category type of list so like they'd write bucky and like all the fanfic that they've written under that category or like christian christian <laughs> christian evans is is that even his name? I'm not sure if he's a Christopher or like Christian. But like Christian sounds so bad. Sorry for all the Christians listening to this. But anyway. Um, so you would write those things like categorized. I personally didn't have my fanfic. Uh, my master list uh, categorized. I just had them in really cute photos. And the pictures would be underneath. But I did separate my series from my series but that i speak like that anyway i separated my series from my one shots so that's how i wrote mine but that's basically what a master list is i have one that's the letters that i was talking about no another one that's uh what do you call this um an angst series with chris evans it's not chris evans it's a Captain America. It's Steve Rogers. Oh, also, aside from the three lingos thingies that I talked to you about, which is the fluff, smut, and angst, there's also two types of universes, which is canon, which is canon, and alternate universe. So it's either AU or like canon. Um, so if it's a canon fiction, 
it revolves around the existing world where they're superheroes basically and whatever timeline happened so it's very important that you're up to speed with the superpowers and the timelines and the emotions that your characters have been in so it's a big part of you to read and like watch the movies over it also has to be specific if it's a cinematic universe type of thing or if it's a comic book specific thing so that your readers are aware (laughs) if it's a canon thing but i have half half actually i think i have um half of them from canon yeah so i'd insert you because it's your name right um i'd insert you into the mix and put uh, give you a superpower if you're one of the avengers um and it would be canon but i also do alternate universes alternate universe is where you use the same characters for example bucky barnes uh steve rogers wanda maximoff vision but you will put them in standard everyday people lives so i have this fan fiction for example where wanda is your roommate like none of them have superpowers none of them are the avengers it's an alternate universe basically so wanda's gonna be a roommate vision's gonna be your valet or something he's gonna be a chef or like a butler he's not bred you know that type of thing thanos is probably a bartender with big guns or like a bouncer in a bar but you get what i mean right so that's the two that there's alternate universe and there's also the canon but i haven't written a fan fiction wherein i use the actual actors i feel like i don't know them personally enough to write about them so i don't really like to dwell on that because i feel like it's buying their privacy but at the same time i feel like i also i always had have had like a qualm when it came to fan fiction i feel like it's a a huge invasion of privacy but when you think about it you're only using the characters that they play so it's very different from their personal lives because i don't really like writing about them as actors like i don't use chris evans chris evans as like a my fanfic lead i use his characters so it's gonna be either steve rogers or captain america like if it's canon or like out of the universe like i never use chris evans i just use steve rogers and um bucky barnes and like wanda maximoff like you so because as a fan you only know them from those roles and those characters so you only can judge them and know their characteristics from those references so that's the only basis you have for those but it was very it was a very serious career for me at the time because I really had a diary for everything, like the times and the, the, the conflicts and the characterizations because I, I was writing multiple fanfics at a time and I didn't want to forget who is who and which fanfic is deter like which fanfic are they this way and which fanfic are they this way because I was writing Sabai so one would be Smatale, uh, one would be angst and one would be fluff. So I need to know like which Bucky Barnes is sweet or like which Bucky Barnes is brooding depending on which fan fiction I was writing for that day because I was doing like multiple series and series I was doing multiple series and one shots so yeah I was also like recommending a lot of playlists as well that would be accompanying my fan fiction I was just really that obsessed I guess but yeah anyway 
that's like a really like a short episode for you guys but i just wanted to chime in and tell you about my thought process about how it literally gets worse from here and my fan fiction writing this is just an over uh what do you call this like an overview if you guys want to know more about it you can ask some questions you can send me an email um at my cyber sad link or like send me a message on instagram i don't mind i'm gonna send you the links on the description i'm not gonna send you the link i don't know what your fucking chat box is i don't know what your fucking account is but anyway i'm gonna put the links on the description and you know anyway goodbye guys hopefully you guys have the day you deserve i guess okay mwah, mwah, mwah.